Welcome to Shooting for the Stars, a podcast series brought to you by Southern Cross Business Advisors, helping our clients identify and achieve their life goals. After quite a few days of miserable, wet, and fair to say lockdown-like weather, at the time of this recording is clear blue skies and the sun is absolutely beaming in sunny Sunraysia. Louis Bulzami back for another episode of Shooting for the Stars and based on the weather out there, it is going to be a super episode. And why do I say super? Not just a pun because of how great the weather is outside, but because we're going to talk about a new initiative that has been imposed by the federal government as part of their 2021 financial year federal budget called superannuation stapling. So this is going to take effect for employers who hire new employees on or after the 1st of November 2021. So this came into effect, as at the time of this recording, 16 days ago. Now, I can hear all the employers groaning over this news going, what next with complying with super? We're already being slugged an extra half a percent in super guarantee that we pay to our staff. Of course, the super guarantee rate went up from 9.5% to 10% on the 1st of July 2021 and will keep increasing by half a percentage point until it reaches 12% on the 1st of July 2025. So there's already that financial pain for employers. Great financial windfall for employees, I might add. But it's not as scary as it sounds. The whole concept of stapled super funds is really just nothing more than employees' super fund history being carried over with them when they go for a new job. So fair to say, a few employees out there, especially teenagers getting into the workforce for the first time, may have an after-school job or a casual weekend job and the like, wouldn't know the first thing about super. And it's not having a knock on them whatsoever. It, it can happen. Even when I first started at a, a supermarket way back when I was 15, I didn't know the first thing about super. I just signed up to whatever the supermarket's default super fund was and kept it that way until I started gaining some more knowledge about it and then eventually chose a separate fund and have stuck with that fund ever since. And I always let my employer know, any employers I've had since those days, quite a long time ago, I'm getting old, that this is the fund I'm with and I'm happy to stick with that fund. So I just fill out the super choice form that the employer gives you with your employment pack and hand it over. Now, not all employees will know about that. They'll just go, well, whatever it is, it is. But this stapled super concept is meant to try and stop employees from having multiple super funds, which the main pitfall of that is every super fund charges a fee to hold that money in their fund, especially the industry ones, right? So if you're going to have three, four, five, six, seven funds all over the place, you're paying a truckload in fees. You want to be able to just streamline it all back to one, maybe another one on the side just to diversify a bit. But more so, it's just yeah to stop so many funds appearing on one particular person's account. So all Staples Super is, is just a database where all super fund history for that employee is there and it comes with them, it carries over with them whenever they move on from one job to another. So it's more of a requirement for employers now to log on to the ATO's online services portal and be able to find out which super fund or funds their potential employee has and then assign them to that particular fund or one of if they've got more than one 
before they commence employment. So no longer will the employer just automatically assign their default fund to the employee if the employee doesn't choose a super fund of their own or doesn't have one. They've now got to take that extra step to see whether any super funds for that particular employee do exist before making the decision. Now, to give us a brief introduction on what the Stapled Superfund program is all about, we're going to hear from the Project Director of the Australian Taxation Office's Your Future, Your Super program, Katie Constance, as per her discussion for the ATO's online webcast. Katie, the floor is yours. Yeah, sure. So in October 2020, the federal government announced the super reform package, Your Future, Your Super. So this legislation package received royal assent on the 22nd of June 2021. And the stated intention of this policy reform is to prevent the creation of unintended multiple super accounts for employees, address underperformance in superannuation, make it easier for people to choose a well-performing MySuper product, and increase transparency and accountability from super funds. If an employee is eligible to make a choice of fund, an employer needs to provide them with a standard super choice form. So there's no change to that step of the employer's obligations. If the employee chooses one of their existing funds or makes a choice to use the employer's default fund, the employer just needs to pay their super into that fund and the employer does not need to request a stapled super fund from the ATO. So again, no change there. Now, when the employee does not choose their super fund is when we see these new changes come into play for employers. So currently, if an employee is eligible to choose a super fund, but they don't provide one to their employer when contributions are due, an employer can pay their super into their employer-nominated or default fund. So from 1st of November uh, 2021, employers need to take additional steps when onboarding these new employees when they don't choose their own super fund and an employer needs to make those super guarantee payments for that employee. So if that occurs, employers may need to ask the ATO to identify if that employee has an existing super account that can be used to receive those super guarantee payments. This existing super account that the ATO provides back to the employer is known as the employee stapled super fund account. So it is important to note that there are some employees that employers don't actually need to offer that choice of super fund to. However, under the new rules, they may still need to request their stapled super fund details. So this includes employees that are temporary residents, all those covered by an enterprise agreement or workplace determination that is made before the 1st of January 2021. So this stapled Superfund process, again, is aimed to benefit employees by reducing the number of unintended super accounts that they have open and reducing the number of account fees that they pay on their super. Okay, so that's a handy little snippet about why the program exists and its intended purpose. So in terms of stapled super funds, now, an employee, as I said earlier, they can have two, three, four, God forbid, they can have 10 super funds that they bring over to a new job, but there's one particular fund trump all the others and get selected as the primary stapled super fund by the ATO? Let's see what Katie has to say about that. Sure. So a stapled super fund is an existing super fund account in the employee's name, which is linked or stapled to that employee so that it follows them as they change jobs. So the selection of an employee's stapled 
super fund is based on information that the ATO holds about their super account. If an employee has only one existing eligible account, that account will be returned to the employer as the Staplewood Super Fund for their super guarantee contributions. If an employee has multiple existing super accounts, the ATO will apply some predetermined rules in order to select which of these will become the Staplewood Super Fund. So these rules consider whether we've previously advised of a Staplewood Super Fund for that employee, how recently contributions have been made to the various accounts, the respective account balances, and how recently each of those accounts were created. An employee can't choose themselves which of their funds are to become the Stapled Super Fund, and an employee can't request the Stapled Super Fund details from the ATO. So if an employee wants to choose which account that their super guarantee contributions go into, it's really important that they um, complete their super choice form and give that to their employer. Well, geez, I don't know how safe that is, putting all the power into the ATO's hands with regards to selecting the stapled super fund for an employee if they have more than one. But you would hope that common sense in one way would prevail based on contribution history and reasonableness in determining, well, okay, they've got a handful of super funds here, but let's see which one's the best performing for that employee. And we're going to go with that one because we've got the industry data to see which funds are doing better than other funds. You know, we now make funds send out letters to their members if they are underperforming and they're not meeting industry benchmarks and the reasons why. So you would hope the ATO would use that common method in order to select the right stapled super fund for the employee and make sure they are not shortchanged with regards to returns on their super contributions. So anyway, now we'll just switch gears from the employee over to the employer and what they need to do to request an employee's stapled super fund. Back to you, Katie. As I mentioned earlier, it's important to remember that stapled super fund details are usually only required for the employer where an eligible employee is offered a choice of fund and they don't make one. If an employee doesn't choose a fund, an employer or their authorised representative may need to request that employee's status super fund details from the ATO. So I am going to take you through some of the online services um, screens which will be available from the 1st of November. The ATO is also currently talking with software providers about making this solution available through employer's software solutions in the future. So the Stapled Fund Request Service is only available through authenticated ATO online channels. That means that the user accessing the system must have a MyGov ID and authorisation set up in order to use the service. Tax professionals such as tax agents or BAS agents are able to make this request for employers through online services for agents. A staff member or other person accessing this service on behalf of the employer needs to have in place either full access in the employer's ATO online services or custom access, which includes the employee commencement form permission. Employers should also make sure that they remove this access for anyone who doesn't need to access the stapled fund service to make sure that they are protecting their employee's privacy. To request an employee's stapled super fund, 
the employer must navigate to this new screen via the ATO Online Employees menu. Before an employer navigates through to the request form, they should take a moment to make sure that they've um, submitted a TFN declaration or single touch payroll pay event for their employees. This step in the process creates a link in ATO systems, which then allows the ATO to disclose information about that employee. An employer can then request, uh, sorry, click on their request button on screen to open up the form and enter the employee's details. So employers will need to have the employee's personal information available to enable the, ATI, uh, the ATO to identify and match that individual. So this will include a tax file number. However, an exemption code can be entered where the employee's uh, TFN isn't available. These TFN exemption codes will be shown in helper side text on the screen. They'll also need the employee's full name, including other given name if known, the employee's date of birth, and the employee's residential or postal address. The address is optional where a TFN is provided, but it is mandatory when it's not. Once you've entered those personal details, the employer can click the, well, sorry, they must click that declaration to sign it, hit submit, and then they'll be returned to the results screen to view the stapled Superfund information that's returned by the ATO. If an employer has more than one employee, they can tick the box at the bottom of this screen to continue adding details for as many as employees as they wish. The forms will process individually in the background. We expect that results will usually be displayed on screen almost instantly, but processing may take a little longer, up to a few minutes, where TFN exemption codes are provided. While an employee's information is processing, it will look like on this screen. If this hasn't refreshed within a few minutes, we'd recommend manually refreshing your screen. Once the request is processed, the results will be shown. So for APRA funds, we, dis we display the fund ABN, unique super identifier and member account number. For self-managed super fund results, we don't display the full financial information for privacy in reasons, so employers will need to ask their employees for this. However, most self-managed super fund members take active steps to nominate their own fund, so we do think it will be uncommon for employers to receive this result. Each result has additional information which can be expanded by clicking the drop-down arrow on screen. A user can then print the results or choose to download either an HTML or CSV Excel document file. If you do need to come back to view a result later, you can search the history function for requests uh, for a time period of up to six months. So there are a number of other different responses that an employer could get to the request, depending on the information input and the information the ATO holds about an employee. On screen, we have some examples of the responses to requests that an employer might receive. In these cases, we also add some messaging to help users understand what they can do next to meet their obligations. In the event of an unsuccessful matching response, we are unable to provide the exact reason why the entry didn't match with our records. This is to help prevent any potential misuse of the system aimed at gathering personal information. The ATO will send the employee a notification advising them when their employer has requested their stapled Superfund account information and the outcome of that request. If an authorised representative requests 
they would superfund details on behalf of an employer, both the employee and the employer will be notified of that request and the outcome. Okay, well, that's not so bad when you've got only a handful of employees, you know, two, three, four, etc. But when you're a big operation, you've got heaps of employees. We're talking tens of hundreds, etc. It's quite time consuming, you would think, to try and put everyone's details in one at a time. You'll be there every night of every day and twice on Sunday going through everyone. So hopefully the ATO does have the ability to accept a bulk request of extensive numbers of employees all in one go. Katie, I'm begging you to say what we're all hoping for you to say. Does the ATO have the ability to accept a bulk request? Sure. So the ATO um, developed a bulk option for employers needing to make 100 or more employee stapled super fund requests at any one time. So this bulk option will require all the same inputs as the individual online services request we've just been through, but it will be an Excel form uploaded to the ATO using secure mail or practice mail if lodged by a tax or BAS agent on behalf of the employer. So these bulk requests will have a service standard of up to five business days. And the bulk request is an Excel file that can be downloaded from ato.gov.au from the 1st of November. In completing this file, you will need to enter um, the details. If you're able to follow along with the slides, these are shown on the slides, but I will just run through them uh, quickly. So you'll need to enter your employer details, being business name, business tax file number or Australian business number or ABN and an applicable declaration. For the employee details, you'll need to enter a TFN. Again, exemption codes can be used if applicable. Given name, any other given name, last name, date of birth, postal or residential address indicator and the full address details. If your tax or BAS agent is lodging this on your behalf, they will also need to enter the following details, their registered agent number and their ABN. So once you've completed that Excel file, you can submit it through the secure mail function within online services for business or the practice mail function within online services for agents. Once that file is assessed by the ATO, you'll receive a response back through the same channel used to submit the request. The response message will confirm if the file was completed or rejected. For completed files, an output file will be attached containing the outcome for each employee record. Employee records can be processed or unprocessed. Those processed records will detail the stapled Superfund details if applicable and unprocessed records will detail the reason why the record was not processed. For example, mandatory fields may not have been provided, all the values may not have aligned with field restrictions. For rejected files, the rejection reason will be provided. And just a note here, in the interest of information security, some of the details provided to us in the original request, such as the employee's TFN date of birth and address, will be retracted from the output file that we send back to the employer. Okay, some good news and bad news coming out of that. Good news if you have 100 or more employees, the ability to upload a bulk request 
is there in the ATO online services. But if you're stranded on 99, like in cricket, then, yeah, 99 separate forms would have to be filled out, just judging on what Katie had said then. But, oh, well, you know, put on a pot of coffee. This could take a while if you've got 99 employees. But maybe try and hire one more. If you can squeeze one more in, then you can just do the bulk request all at once and sit back and relax for a few days. But anyway... That's obviously the employer's call. Now, obviously, when hiring someone, you may not have to go through this stapled super process at all if the employee obviously chooses a super fund or tells you on the super choice form which fund they want. But of course, you've got someone starting fresh. They've never, ever had a job before. They don't know the first thing about super. And you want to do the best thing and the right thing obviously by your employee so I guess the question begs what can an employer do to help make the employee make a super choice back to Katie once again yeah that's a great question so an employer cannot provide recommendations or advice um, about super to their employees unless they're licensed to do so by the Australian Securities and Investment Commission to provide that financial advice However, there are a number of things that they can do to help. So an employer should remind their employees of the benefits of choosing their own fund and keeping track of their super. They can encourage them to visit our website, ato.gov.au forward slash super individuals to find out how they can find their super fund details and complete a super fund choice form. An easy way for employees to make a choice about their existing super funds is to log on to ATO Online Services through MyGov and select a new employment form. This will pre-fill all of their existing funds and enable them to select one and print a form to hand to their employer. While logged into MyGov, the employee can also use the new Your Super Comparison tool to assist them in choosing the best super fund product for their circumstances. The new interactive your Super Comparison tool is available to help everyone decide which super product best meets their needs. There is a non-personalised version which is available on ato.gov.au forward slash your super or a personalised version that can be accessed through MyGov. So in the personalised version, users can see their current super accounts alongside other MySuper products and links to help consolidate their super accounts. Consolidating their super accounts, again, will minimise unnecessary fees and charges that can result. The comparison tool provides a table currently of 80 MySuper products ranked by fees and investment returns. The term MySuper product just means it's a simple type of super account without any unnecessary features and fees. It displays a performance rating of either performing, underperforming or not assessed for each MySuper product based on an assessment made by the Australian Prudential Regulation Authority, or APRA. It allows employees to select and compare up to four MySuper products at a time in more detail. It also links employees to the Superfund website to go and find out some more information about that product when the product is selected from the table. Now, that was a great start by Katie on her answer there. Very important, employers cannot give employees specific super advice and what I mean by that is specific advice on 
the funds that are out there, which ones are performing better than others, unless they are legally licensed to do so as a financial planner. Very important to know that. But of course, the basic thing is, as Katie said, let them know that it's beneficial for them to choose a fund and then to let them go off and seek more advice, financial advice, legal advice, whatever they need to do in order to make the best and informed choice. And it's good to know that the ATO has got a system in place that can assist employees with being able to select the best fund for their circumstances. Now, of course, the employers want to make sure that they are meeting every single obligation under these new rules and they don't want to get caught out at all or get sprung by an unforeseen penalty from the ATO. So I'm hoping Katie does have some tips of the trade to help employers meet each and every single obligation. What have you got for us, Katie? So as I mentioned, um, some of the super choice um, fund rules are existing and haven't changed, as well as some of the new rules about stapled super funds that we've just been through. So a recap of some key points. Employers must provide employees who are eligible to choose a super fund with a super standard choice form within 28 days of their start date. From the 1st of November, we will update this form with information on the stapled super fund changes. So we recommend downloading the latest version of this form as the information will help your employees understand the process. Employers must keep a copy of any completed super standard choice forms or ATO online printed summaries for five years. There is, however, no need to send a copy to the ATO or to the employee's chosen fund. Employers are also able to print out and keep copies of stapled super fund request results, but this isn't a requirement. If an employee doesn't choose a super fund because they didn't return the super choice form or perhaps it was an employee who you didn't need to provide this super choice form to, then a stapled super fund request must be made to the ATO before any payment is made to an employer default account. Once employers are provided with that stapled super fund account by the ATO, we recommend that they should try and make contributions as soon as possible to ensure that these are accepted by the fund by the quarterly super guarantee due date. An employee can choose a different fund after an employer has been advised of the stapled super fund. The employer will then have two months to action that request. And just finally, remember that if an employee doesn't choose their fund, there are only very limited exceptions to needing to request a stapled super fund. And these are outlined in legislated choice of fund rules. So we know that this is a big change for some employers and the ATO is committing committed to supporting employers learn these new rules. Employers might be subject to penalties in the form of additional super guarantee charge if they fail to comply with the choice of fund rules, including these new requirements around stapled super funds. So this could happen in a few different circumstances. For example, an employee has nominated their super fund choice, but the employer makes contributions to a different account, even if this is a stapled super fund account or an employer pays into a default account instead of requesting stapled super fund information when an employee doesn't exercise a choice of fund, or an employer doesn't request a stapled super fund when they were required to do so, or 
an employer doesn't pay into the stapled super fund provided by the ATO when required. As this change is first introduced, the ATO will be focused on supporting employers with help and, ass and assistance as a first step to improving compliance. We do recognise that genuine mistakes and misunderstandings will occur as businesses take some time to adjust their practices and learn these new rules. We will be monitoring the use of the stapled super fund service and may provide employers with educational material where we identify that they may not be using the service as required. So there you go, employers. Don't panic. Don't worry. Don't fret. The ATO is here to help you, especially in the early stages of getting adjusted to these new stapled super fund rules on top of helping you meet all of your super obligations, new and existing now this service went live back on the 1st of november 2021 so just over a couple of weeks ago but employers don't always have to log on to find out what's going on with employees and their stapled super funds it's not every single time they hire someone new so just to reconfirm let's hear from katie one final time about exactly when employers need to use the service employers will only need to use the service when their employee starts employment on or after the 1st of November 2021, that employee has not provided a choice of super fund and the employer is required to make compulsory super guarantee contributions. So there you go. Just some reassurance that you don't always have to log on to check an employee's stapled super fund, so long as that criteria that Katie just mentioned is met. Now... Does that mean it's the death of the old classic employer default fund? Katie, what's the answer? So subject to a few rare exceptions, employer default accounts can now only be used when the new employee doesn't choose their own super fund and no stapled super fund account can be identified by the ATO for that employee. So it is important that the employer does come to the ATO in that circumstance and request the stapled super fund details first. If an employee wishes to have their super guarantee payments paid into the employer's default fund, they can do so. They just need to complete that standard super choice form and return it to the employer. Ah, there is a pulse. The old default fund lives on. Very good to know. Now... The whole concept of a stapled super fund, as Katie mentioned earlier, it's in the ATO's hands. They have the power to determine what fund will be stapled to the employee. But are certain types of funds excluded from being able to be selected? Let's see what Katie has to say. Yeah, so any eligible and complying fund, including a defined benefit fund or self-managed super fund, could be provided back as an employee's stapled super fund. It's also worth noting that if a stapled super fund request returns a self-managed super fund, employers should obtain the electronic services address and bank account details from their employee. However, if the employee doesn't supply these details, the employer can call the ATO and will assist them with that request. Well, that's very good news for employees with self-managed super funds. For whatever reason, if you forget to provide the details to your employer or you don't hand back the super choice form with your self-managed super fund details on there, then when the employer makes the request to the ATO to find out what your stapled super fund is, there's every chance that the ATO gods will come to the party 
and select your self-managed super fund as your stapled super fund. Now, before we wrap up, there is one more question that I'm sure is on the minds of every employer who has ever tried to make a contribution to an employee's super fund, but had the contribution bounce back on them. So the funds returned back to the employer's account for whatever reason. So what happens in the case where, and hopefully it's just the rare case, or doesn't happen at all, but you would think there'd be some cases out there where the ATO's selected stapled super fund, for whatever reason, won't accept employer super contributions. I'll let Katie take the baton and finish the last leg of the relay with this one. Sure. So if the stapled Superfund account provided by the ATO can't accept contributions for the employee, for example, the account may have since closed or it might be a restricted or defined benefit account that can't accept some contributions, then the employer should make another request for that employee stapled Superfund via ATO online services. If that request returns the same result, call the ATO on 13 10 20 to obtain an alternative stapled super fund account. If there is no alternative account, we'll advise you whether contributions can now be made to a default fund or another fund that meets the choice of fund rules. Ah, what a champion she is. First place for the project director of the ATO's Your Future, Your Super program, Katie Constance, a fantastic explanation of how the new stapled super fund rules work and how employers can access the ATO's online services to meet the new stapled super fund obligations. But of course, there's plenty more where that came from. So if you do want to find out more information, go to the ATO's website, ato.gov.au forward slash stapled super fund. And... For employees, if you need some extra assistance with coming to a decision about which super fund you would like your contributions to go into and you haven't quite got the time and maybe not the money to go and see a financial planner, not that we're discrediting that, of course. We love financial planners. You can use the ATO's Your Super comparison tool at ato.gov.au forward slash your super. And that's a wrap for this episode. I did say at the top it was going to be a super episode and the pun was certainly intended. Thank you for joining us as always. Make sure you are subscribed to the Shooting for the Stars podcast on our major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the Podcast Index and also at rss.com. Next fortnight, we're hoping to get the main man behind everything IT at Southern Cross Business Advisors, the director of our Southern Cross Information Communication Technology branch, Stephen Cirillo, on to have a bit of a chat about SCICT and how it all came to be and how he came to be as an IT specialist. Look forward to your company next time, but make sure that... You keep in touch with us at www.scba.com.au 03-5018-6444-234 Deakin Avenue, Muldura. As always, our clients have life goals and we're here to help them identify and achieve them. Goodbye.